0: Good morning.
1: Good morning. We're back here again. We it's are another Friday
0: morning. It's Another Friday morning. Getting in our ready for the place. weekend. We're in our favorite place the Shared Universe Podcast Studio.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're we're here, and I had a little bit of time to look around a little bit more today. You did. It always scares me a little bit, you know. <laughs> so most of the stuff's hung up on the walls, and it's it, it looks cool in here. If you guys haven't looked around, do so. Um, but I'm noticing over on the floor there's a uh, a bullwhip. That looks recently used. Uh, and I'm just kind of wondering what was happening in here that there's a whip on the floor. You know how
0: you can find that out? I
1: don't want to know.
0: You, you just watch a shared universe podcast station and you can see any <laughs> podcast they put out and you might find the use of the bull whip. I don't know. I thought Jim brought it from his studio. Oh, Oh, bull whips in aikido? That's that's advanced training.
1: (laughs) Oh wait, so we got to know who Jim is first before Uh, we can start harassing him.
0: Sorry, his this is our guest today. Welcome is Jim soviero from Aikido Red Bank. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. And we're wearing these shields today for extra precaution. Tim's mom has to have a little procedure today, so we thought we'd all stay even extra safe for for him today. so that's what we're doing today. So it's an experience for all of us as we look at each other. Have, none of us have ever worn these before. So we look at each other and we've got like goofy faces.
1: And so we went over that a little bit quickly. Who's Jim?
0: And what's Aikido? Well, well, well this is our guest, okay. Jim Soviero. And he owns Aikido of Red Bank. And he's our guest as part of our health and wellness sure, series. Sure, but what's Aikido? Well, we'll get there. We have to do we'll our keep- chamber stuff, Tim. <laughs> rush, rush, rush. Okay, go. Okay, so our Chamber stuff. We have a big announcement. Oh, we said it last week, but we're going to make sure everybody knows. We, we're changing the date to Spinnaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Spinnaker is now June 9th. Why are you saying that so... Uh, uh, we, well, because really... by now, it would have been last night <laughs> We. or Wednesday night.
1: We, we found a much better date and a much better place to have our Spinnaker... We've it's going a- to be awesome, and you know what? It's going to be the time that we can have be much more comfortable rather than trying to force things. Yeah. So it's a great thing that we found a new date for Spinnaker rather than try to force everything around.
0: Exactly. See, he always says it so much better than I do. <laughs> um. So anyway, <laughs> we've been having a fun month. We had our first um, B&B virtually, which is our business networking breakfast, and that was a lot of fun. That was it was our first? I thought there was our second.
1: Oh no! no you're right. January. You're right, it was right, our right.
0: first virtual uh, business networking breakfast. We had a taste of tab with John Musso, and that was awesome. It was yeah. really fun. Um, and then we've started our conversation and coffee, which is the so breakfast network business networking breakfasts are the second Wednesday of every month. Conversation and coffee is the third Thursday of every month, and that's really fun. It's an hour on Zoom, and it's really we bring up we network, but we network with a topic. So we ask, pose a question that's affecting businesses or certain situations going on. And then everybody kind of joins in and talks about it and shares. So you get to know about that person. You get to know about what they're doing. But you also get to, you're not forced to come up with something to say. It's not all small talk. You actually get to learn stuff, share ideas with other people. It's pretty fun. And then we had our first business after hours. Well, not really because we did it, did business after hours during covid in the beginning in the spring online right. but our first one this year was um was kind of funny i mean it was enjoyable we what did we talk we talked about everything we well, we showed <laughs> we showed pictures um from this game called awkward family photos so i pulled out some pictures and we showed pictures and we had to make up stories about the people in the pictures so that it got everybody a reason to talk get to know each other and you totally when you're doing it in that regard you're bringing um, you know, you're bringing just a more social atmosphere too. Breaking networking. the ice a little bit, breaking yeah. the ice, and I'm telling you, we had some really funny things. We the conversation <laughs> went all over the place too. It went to winemaking, beer making, aging bourbon, um, the pictures. What else did we talk about, Tim? It was a lot. all
1: kinds of stuff. But What's the thing down? about it is, is you know, everybody's like, I'm so zoomed out, I'm so zoomed out, I'm so zoomed out, which I which I get. However, one of the nice things about this. Zoom is number one. You don't have to travel to get there. Yeah, much cheaper drinks in your own house. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a, have a glass of wine and relax. You can have
0: more than a glass of wine because you don't have to drive anywhere. And to only half them. a
1: wardrobe. Too. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and yeah. you know, <laughs>
1: you, you you can multitask. I cooked dinner while we, while we were on it. Was really kind of awesome, um, but you get a much more intimate connection with the people on these calls. It's kind of doesn't make sense, but it really does happen. You're it's a smaller group. Everybody's able to talk. Everybody's able to listen and participate. It really does make a big difference. And the people that you are are talking to, you're going to eventually make a much stronger connection with. Right. So I'm really, you know, I, I know it's tough and I know everybody's really having a tough time, you know, sitting on the Zooms. It's time to switch it up a little bit, you know, maybe get out of your desk, maybe, you know, take it into another room if you have that option, go outside, something like that. But You know, staying connected right now is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, It is. You know, we're not going to do it outside. You got to figure out a way to do it. Your business isn't going to stop. No. You know, I think we've all realized we're going to be doing this for a little bit longer. And if we don't get back to it, if we don't keep going, we're just going to shut down. Yeah. So it's true. And so
0: to join us, people can join us again in February because we're doing it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. So on February 10th, we have guest speakers for our business networking breakfast, Michelle Sikirka from NJBIA and um, Kathleen Connolly from Linda Barry, McCormick, Cooper and Estabrook. They are going to be discussing the different legislation around COVID for employment, employers and employees. Um, and then one things that you need to know as an employer, like once we talk about the legislation, Kathleen's going to go a little bit in more into detail about how you need to prepare and what you need to know and if there's extra steps you need to take to prepare either your business or yourself for the new legislation that's out and how it's going to affect you. So it's going to be really exciting. Then we have conversation and coffee the following Thursday. And then our business after hours is stir, shake, and share networking with a twist. You bring your own cocktail to your Zoom screen and you walk people through how to make it. And then we all enjoy a cocktail together while we chat. So it's, you know, it's going to be fun. I mean, after the lively conversation we had about making beer and wine, I can only imagine what various cocktails are going to be like. <laughs> so we're doing that on the fourth Tuesday of February. And we are really excited about that. Everything you can find is on our EMAC events page. Um, and I think that covers a lot of the business.
1: That does. Yeah. Yeah,
0: a lot that. of it. we have
1: to yeah, you know, we summer is coming. We we haven't talked about the, our beach bash, but we didn't have it last year, and we're probably going to be able to have it this year.
0: We are. We, we have to talk about so, that going forward because that's right after Spinnaker. Normally, right. we don't have two huge events one right. after the other. So we'll have, we'll have to figure those out those details.
1: Right. So now, do we have a date for Spinnaker?
0: Spinnaker's June 9th. Okay. So Spinnaker's June 9th. We are very excited. All of our, you know, all of our awardees were awesome. They were able to switch the date. So we didn't lose anybody after that. So that was great. So we're really excited. People are lo- looking more forward to it, to be able to spread out, you know, to to just feel more comfortable, I think. Yeah. I think that's the way it's going to be. So we're, we're excited about that. We're hoping, you know, and, and everything we've planned for the year, as we said from the beginning, is as soon as we, the weather is a little bit warmer than the, what did we say it was, 18 today? Mm-hmm. Um, it was 18 last night, I think. Yeah, I it was know, 18 the when I walked was. it out. Yeah, it was cold today. Yeah. So, you know, we don't really want to do an outdoor event right now. But as soon as we can, it gets nice enough. We can stay comfortable enough. We'll be trying to bring our networking breakfasts back and our after hours back.
1: So, I mean, if anybody did, was looking to get together right now, I know Kevin Moot said that he'd be fine going outside and having, you know, having a drink at a table at the beach. Uh, so yeah, yeah cool. if anybody's interested, just give kevin a call reach
0: out to kevin moot yeah.
1: yeah he's I'm down for there. a polar plunge too uh,
0: no, yeah. uh, oh uh, i've no. done that are you do a polar plunge oh yeah oh yeah, i don't do a polar year. you know yeah. when i plunge i plunge in august <laughs> actually this year i plunged july 4th which was the earliest in my <laughs> is, entire is right? life i think i plunge but yeah yeah no The worst I'm,
1: polar plunge i ever did was up in uh uh mount Hormelon. And went oh. through 122 degrees into the St. Lawrence, where I had to use an axe to cut through oh. the ice.
2: What? I wasn't the, that hardcore. What makes <laughs> I always noise? do the ocean, where it's always just like 33.
1: Yeah, but I yeah. was 122 degrees before I went. Yeah, well, that's, that's always... a huge difference. Uh, that's <laughs> a then shock. And I got out and went right back yeah, in. Yeah, I can't go yeah, for that, that shot. Start out yeah, in yeah, a yeah. start
0: out in a hot tub, and then- Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. Yeah, rough stuff.
0: What? Propo- what- prompts people to want to do that to well, awful it for, shock.
2: I do it for charity actually. Okay, so, that would yeah, be about yeah, the yeah.
0: only Yeah, thing so I the could
2: dojo, we do it every year. Uh John Murak, who's also on the board with me, uh um and I do it every year for Lattison, which is
0: Oh, a, I love Laddison. Yeah. And they have an awesome. annual one
2: out of uh out of uh where is it? Leggett's in uh Manasquan. And they oh, didn't yeah. do it this year unfortunately. But right, uh, nobody did this yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I know some people who went out and plunged anyway just because they're crazy. Yeah. But they, you know. They had
2: a virtual once up. I don't know how, how it took off. I didn't get involved with it. But uh, uh, yeah. they said you can go record yourself plunging, raise money, and then submit the video to
0: their Facebook page. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we're gonna give a shout out to Deb, Deb McNamee, who it might be colder where she is than it is with us. It's
1: always colder there.
0: I know. She's in Minnesota. She likes to listen oh, to boy. us from Minnesota. So hi Deb. Deb, and how cold mo- is
1: it out there? Let us know.
0: <laughs> she'll she'll text it in. And good morning, David Hicks. Happy Friday to you as well. So we love it when our we love it when people listen and shout out to us while we're on air. It makes us it makes it exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: makes us know that people are out there.
0: So let's turn around and focus on Jim. So tell us a little bit about well I mean the interesting thing about you joining the chamber is you the first event you came to was I believe on March 11th.
2: It was a breakfast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. believe I it was, it was last March thing.
0: 11th and I think it was the last in-person <laughs> event we had before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So tell us what you do. Oh, it's 16 degrees where Deb is. It is colder. Oh. Okay, thanks Deb. <laughs> um so the um tell us a little bit about you know what you do, why you chose to join the chamber, and then we'll go from there and ask some questions. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, um, so again, my name is Jim Um uh, I am the owner and chief instructor of Aikido of Red Bank. Um, we're uh, located; it's officially Red Bank mailing address, but geographically, we're in southern Middletown, just south of Whole Foods. Anyone who's familiar with the the area, um, we've been in that location for the past twelve years. Uh, before, prior to that, we were. In Red Bank, uh, out of the United Methodist Church in Red Bank in their Fellowship Hall. And that was sort of our, uh, you know, paying dues a little bit. We had to set up the mats, break them down before and after every class and, you know, on a very limited schedule. But then as we got popular and uh, the demand rose for more for more classes for people, um, we started to search and found where we are now. Um, so I got into it about, uh, it was actually almost exactly 30 years ago earlier this month that I started IQ. I took my first class. Wow. And... Uh, I was never a big uh, martial arts person uh, growing up. Um, I mean, I enjoyed action movies, you know, and fight fight <laughs> yeah, scenes, it, you know, as yeah. a kid, you know, as a as a as a boy. But um, but in terms of getting into a martial arts program, that that didn't really try. It wasn't it wasn't a violent kid, you know. Um, but uh, someone introduced me, and I did Taekwondo in college. It was a, there was a phys ed. You know, elective, and look down the list, and that's when I said, oh, "I never took a martial art. Let me just give this a shot." And it was fun. The profe- the, uh, the teacher was a super nice guy, so that made it very uh, um, nurturing and encouraging to, to to be part of it. And um, and then while I was doing that, uh, who later became my teacher, uh, Rick Stickles Sensei, uh, opened. A school in Red Bank, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the area at the time, this would have been uh, late 80s, early 90s, um, the Red Bank Mini Mall, which was on the corner of Monmouth oh, and yeah, Broad, yeah, which now has the Yester Caves. I was going to say, it's yeah. where Yester
0: Caves is now, it right? It was a
2: whole, yeah, it was a whole other, um, you know, architecture going on. They had an upstairs level and a downstairs level and it looked like, you know. A fraction of Mammoth Mall. Or right,
0: it was like it was. It was yeah, a yeah. mini mall. Yeah, yeah.
2: and they had you know different hair salons, and there was a Barbizon school. Barbizon's in there. still yeah? there? Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, and little cafes. <laughs>
2: They had that Broadway Grill for a little while. Yeah. yeah. So, now it's
0: to- now it might be Toki,
2: I think. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's a Japanese yeah. restaurant in there. Yeah. So uh, and there's no, uh, there's only one level now. I don't know what they did with that basement. If they filled it in with concrete. I don't know what they did. But, just uh, really let's cool. just not go there. <laughs> that could
0: start a whole other podcast. Yeah, there, yeah really. of What's
2: in the basement? For <laughs> so. an investigation. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's where uh, he opened, and um, someone said, "Yeah, hey, uh, come on down You should see what this is." And I said, "Oh, I'll give it a shot." Um, and I'd done a little research on Aikido. Uh, so uh, before I get into more of my story with that, um, Aikido is, it's unique as a martial art. Um, most people think martial arts is, you know, sometimes they have friends come up to me they haven't seen in a long time. And they say, oh, so how's that hole going? You know, and I said, well, I don't really do the
0: whole, but. Uh, you know, you did it really well now. I'm just. Well,
2: I, I imitate them very okay, well. Okay.
0: <laughs> um,
2: but um, yeah, like if, if that's what it was, I probably never would have done it. Um, it's, uh, we don't break boards. We don't scream. We don't f- do flying kicks, you know. Uh Lately in the past 10, 15 years, you know, that whole BJJ MMA to, has taken off the cage fighting and all, and that was a whole other thing that just – I can't even watch sometimes. Um, but the deal with Aikido is um, it's based on very traditional, much more lethal uh, techniques and and movements uh, some similar to what the samurai would have, you know, and it wouldn't be sword fight. It would be you do one movement and you dispatch your opponent and you move on to the next. And So – It has a very, very brutal history in terms of what led to it But the founder, who we call O-sensei. Sensei uh, sensei means teacher, basically. Mm -hmm. And O-sensei means great teacher. So his name is More Ueshiba. And um, and actually, his name translates, believe it or not, as abundant peace, which actually plays well into the development of Aikido. Mm -hmm. So he was, in his day, considered one of the foremost martial artists, pretty much unbeatable. And he had done so many different things, judo and jujitsu and uh, sumo. And uh, sword and uh, joe or spear work. And so, um, so he was very physically uh, and technically um, pretty much, you know, unparalleled, right? Um, but he also had a very spiritual side to himself. And he had a spiritual teacher, uh, which um, it was kind of a, an offshoot of Shintoism, which is kind of like almost like a Buddhist sect uh in in japan and uh but this spiritual teacher of his was very very loving and it was a very um uh just uh just where he wanted to be you know on his spiritual path and then so he came to a crossroads he had on the one hand this very devastating martial life that uh, rendered you know one person wins and the other person loses and then he had this Uh, practice uh, where, you know, we're all supposed to be, you know, coming from the same source and all one human family. And, uh, you know, what do I do about this? Right. And so he had an epiphany moment one time and it led to the sort of formation of what he then later called Aikido, which is uh, taking all these lethal movements and sort of redesigning them so that you protect the natural design and movement of the body so that you're actually taking care of the person who's trying to do you harm as well as protect yourself. So it's almost like, you know, you can think modern day, you have a, a family member that you love, but that has a little bit too much to drink. And then they go off the handle and they might try to throw a swing at you. Right. You wouldn't want to break their neck. right? So you kind of, yeah, you want to diffuse. Well, it depends. No, Maybe I'm it kidding. depends on who, which uncle it is. Right? <laughs> but, uh, and what the topic of conversation was. But um, yeah, but, but you do want to, you know, on a very realistic and, litigious level right (laughs) you want to uh get things sort of uh simmered down with with as little harm as possible and that's basically what aikido strives for so it's the term itself is almost literally defined or translated as um the way to harmony with spirit so i ai is yeah so the the ai and i is uh harmony but it can be love and not so much a romantic love but a um you know that, that 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 more divine love, if you want to think of it that way, where we the way um, to harmony is love. Is that
0: what you
2: said? Yeah, the way to harmony with spirit. Actually. With spirit, yeah.
0: I'm putting that in here for everybody who oh, wants to come do. back because please it's do. awesome.
2: Please do, and if there's contact info connected with any of this to the dojo, anyone is welcome to email me, call. I'm happy to field any questions. And uh, okay. yeah. So, um, so ki in Aikido, ki is energy or spirit. And uh, so the uh, Chinese version would be chi, like Tai Chi, right? Okay. Um, and then do is the path or the way. So uh, so whenever you see a do in um, in the Japanese language, especially as it uh, pertains to uh, art forms, um, whether it's a martial form or whether it's um, carpentry or any anything like that, a do is a path. So it's a ded- a life dedication, a life's work. So mm-hmm. the do of Aikido is the path to work on ourselves to harmonize with spirit. And so we're looking to connect with ourselves on a very, you know, interior and um, maybe un, previously unknown level. And then as we develop that, we develop a connection to one another. And then depending on your beliefs or where your uh, hopes are, that you maybe connect to something bigger than yourself. And, uh, and, then, and through that, there is a very rigorous physical practice where it's, you know, it's very aerobic. We're up and down a, up the floor every, you know, for an hour, <laughs> you know, maybe tens of times, maybe up to hundreds of times uh, in an hour. Um, but we teach, of course, how to fall safely so that everyone gets up smiling and we all leave the dojo feeling better than when we came in. And that's kind of, if, if we can achieve that, we've we've done our work for the day.
0: That's great. Yeah. The first time I heard about Aikido was when I was actually at my church. I was singing in the choir with this amazing woman who kept talking about Aikido. And it was years ago. Suzanne Parmley. Oh, yeah. She's still with us. She's amazing. (laughs) She was an art teacher. She has the most... uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard her sing, but holy moly can the woman sing. And, uh, you know, she kept saying this, and I'm looking at her going, really, Suzanne? Like... Really? she goes, oh, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. So it's, you know, it, that was my first, and I'm, that was like 20, 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah. It was the first time I'd heard of it. And then I drove by and I saw where you guys were located. So I've seen the sign. And then and then John Murdoch came and then he's like, and I'm bringing my friend Jim. And I think he might want to join the chamber. And I'm like, okay. And then it was you. And I was very excited. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah, Suzanne's
2: it's- been with us almost from the very beginning. I started uh, the dojo. Um, we'll be 20 years old next year at uh, 2002. Um and she Amazing came, how that happened. I know. so I, It's like having a, <laughs> a an, an adult child. It's yeah, an adult yeah. child, yeah. <laughs> <It's>
0: like, what? <laughs> I have one of those. I know, her, yeah.
2: Um, but yes, and she came in probably about a year or so after we opened. And she's yeah. been with us ever since. Uh, and really interesting story about her, especially as it pertains to health and wellness, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so many health benefits to this practice. Um, she came in with, a, you know, a sort of a beginning diagnosis of osteoporosis. And uh, she had recently retired from teaching art at rumson Fairhaven, and uh, she, uh, after practicing for many years, she would go in for her regular bone density checkup with her with her doctor, and um, and she was finding that. H, you know, test result yielded a stronger and stronger bone density as she continued to practice. Wow! Yeah. And at the time she was also horseback riding. And so she, um, that was very physical. For I her. mean,
0: there isn't anything the woman doesn't do. Have yeah, been, no. Have you driven by her house and seen her garden? <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like it's this insane. woman yeah, is yeah. just, and <clears> she's an artist. She has, yeah. you know, from the art teacher, but she's oh, yeah. amazing.
2: So yeah, so she really, um, she really credits her Aikido practice with reversing her osteoporosis diagnosis. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and she, she continues to do private lessons with me. She's been to every week, you know, since she started and, She's, she's yeah, it's amazing. pretty much she she got her black belt uh, a few years ago oh, did she? Yeah, 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah and i look at her and i'm like you know you say where the history comes from is that it's the most violent and i look at Suzanne and i'm like there is not one violent little bone in that woman's body like yeah. not her heart is like four thousand times bigger than the rest of her so until you piss her
2: off yeah right <laughs> well yeah. you know and, i
0: luckily never hit that yeah. point with her she's so. our bill
2: bixby and I just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no she um no, it's amazing. It's She's actually a really good, great example of how anybody can do Aikido, really. In fact, even greater than that, I have a student who has cerebral palsy, which is how I got connected with the and Polar Plunge. He's in a wheelchair. Um, you know, you, can, you, can, you can't really understand his speech. Right. Uh, his hands don't really open much more than that. And he's another one who's studied privately with me since um, since 2006, I think. Wow. And uh, and we, it's very modified, you know. He, I bring him out of his chair onto his knees. I go onto my knees and, you know, what might be a technique that looks like this, you know, his version would just be sort of pressure and turning. But, you know, the the beauty of Aikido is that you can modify and morph and become, and that's part of the connecting with others. Which
0: is so awesome because you're teaching him the skills to protect himself, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm assuming that he would be, you know, most people would see him as very vulnerable and now he has the, you know, knowledge and ability to protect himself as well as help others. And, Help himself by keeping healthier as well. Absolutely. Well, that's right.
2: yeah. He's Just... definitely found health benefits, uh the flexibility because you know with with the condition, muscles are almost always in a constant state of spasm, right. and so it's helped him to really open things up and elongate, awesome. and uh, and even if he never has to use it physically in a confrontation, you know.
0: Right. Right. No, um, we would hope not. He, but he has the confidence
2: that's uh, the thing. And then not only having the confidence, per, uh, you know, for yourself, but that also. You know, that exudes right, out. And yeah. so if someone walking by looking for an easier mark, you know, because anybody that wants to attack someone, gonna, they want to be able to get good, away with right, it. Exactly. Right, exactly. You know, they kind of they kinda case you out a little bit and size you up and like, okay, the I don't know. That might be a challenge. Let me go on. You know? Mm-hmm. And, right.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's so. great. So um How did you? So you started to say you. So you did Taekwondo and and what's like? I know I get what Aikido is because you explained it so well. So what makes it different from the other martial arts that are out there?
2: Yeah. So most martial arts um, have uh, competition and tournaments, and so that means again that you're in a situation where there is a uh, a match where someone is not going to come out the winner. And, mm-hmm. and And even if it doesn't end in a very violent result, right. it's, it's a, still it's a, a there's still yeah there's still that idea of one person is now not feeling so good about themselves, and someone else is maybe feeling too good about themselves you know <laughs> and, and so there's a, there's an imbalance there, you know especially if where Iikido is looking to you know again harmonize and like right. kind of get on the same frequency and kind of get into a space where you know the surface differences between us and on a physical level kind of drop away and then what our essence is is really all the same
0: that and, is awesome yeah and
2: so and, and the, but the physical practice like you know difference is differences is that we again we don't kick or punch um the movements are it's not block retaliate so like say taekwondo you know someone threw a punch you might whack the arm away and then once that happens you deliver your own punch you know and so in aikido you actually allow it to come in but you're just not physically there to receive it in the body so if someone comes to punch let's say you time it in a way where you move off and then it misses and then if the person who was trying to do you harm had that expectation of hitting something solid and then it's suddenly removed it's kind of like you know you know like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> trying to break the door down and then they take that you know, 30 yards and then they go running and then he opens the door and they go yeah, flying, flying through the through house. Little, right? yeah, yeah. So that's kind of that, that idea, right? And then when they're they've missed the target and like, whoa, I thought I was gonna hit something. Now I'm kind of a little beyond my uh stability point, the Aikidoka, the person who practices, would then try to keep them in that state of instability and imbalance until it results in some sort of, again, very safe, nonviolent resolution, whether it's a roll or a pin or something like that.
0: Cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's very cool. And like, again, at the time, and even still, you know, the reason I connected, I think, with it so much is because I also was kind of on my own spiritual journey, you know, I was raised Catholic, but you know, the things about the church that seem to, in contrast with the teachings of the New Testament. And, you know, and then I always try to find, you know, if I can find, you know, universal truth in different religions and spiritual Mm -hmm. writings, whether it's, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, the Bible and Quran, whatever it is, right. And if you find those very allied principles and ways of living that are, you know, uh, inarguably positive, Right. right. that's that's kind of something that always attracted me and then when i saw this same element in aikido that you know that sort of lined up with these other things i was like okay there's something different here and it is and then the people that you meet uh you know or people that you've never met before you know we have uh seminars and you know obviously right now they're all on hold but in a but, different world <laughs> yeah but uh, when we have these conferences or seminars um there's an annual camp that's just outside of Atlantic City every year at the uh, beginning of August. Uh, it's uh, put on by the United States Aikido Federation that we belong to. Um, people come from all over the world, you know, Japan and Europe and uh, South America, even uh, northern Africa, so um, and then most people don't speak one another's language, but this universal language, very much like you know musicians playing, uh, let's say in, in uh, an orchestra that was formed on a you know from in an international community, it's a uh, it is its own language, and you get on the mat, and uh, we might share some very basic Japanese terms, uh, you know, that's because we all practice that art, but uh, right. but uh, the real language, the real co- uh, conversation that you have is in the is in this joyful physical you know beautiful practice so
0: cool cool so you started to um no that's not the question I was going to ask you because you finished that question cool. I was going to say you started to say your your path but you just finished your path uh you know you went or did you do share, share some more yeah, with us Jim yeah 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 the <laughs> path
2: uh the path is really never really finished it's uh it's all about journey and not really about destination or you can say you know journey is destination you know um And instead of practice makes perfect, practice is perfect. You know, if you show up and you come to the dojo and you practice and you do, you give whatever you have for that class and it may not be your best and it may not be what you did the class before, you showed up, so that was perfect. And that's always perfect because you came, you decided whatever challenges you had that you thought, "Eh, I'm not going to go tonight and you, and you overrode that, that's perfect. And so that's the path.
0: That's great. What, how did so you work together in teams because I've seen the pictures, you're mm-hmm. facing each other. So, are you practicing those? Yeah, like, so,
2: the, yeah, yeah. A typical class, uh, a traditional class, uh, an instructor would demonstrate a technique. So, let's say we'll have a, a warm up in the beginning, it's and it's not, you know jump ropes and crunches and push-ups it's 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 breathing stretching um and of course we always invite everyone to modify to their own needs like again suzanne's a senior and we have many seniors and retirees in the dojo so they all do what they need to do to respect their own body but um but we do that to open things up and then we get into a, a basic uh, partner practice where we'll blend something called tankon exercise or tiny no hanko which basically just means turning of the body Changing the body, so we start with a partner. You're facing, you know, vis a vis, like we are mm-hmm. now, and that right there kind of represents opposing views. You mm-hmm. see this wall, I see that wall, right? right? But then we take this initial practice movement where if you grab my wrist and I turn, I don't pull or push; I just let you have it, but move to the side of you. Now we both have the same point of view, and so okay. now I sort of basically putting yourself in someone else's shoes. So you can almost see how that would uh, carry over into you know, your outside life in, you know, work, family, where you have an argument, you know, rather than, you know, come to loggerheads and just bash, you know, let's, let's see what the other person's seeing here and and try to understand where they're coming from. And then, you know, maybe through your example, hope to inspire the other person to do the same. So, and so what you would see in the photographs is starting this way, but now again, instead of, you know, Blocking, retaliating, or blending, and so we allow that energy to come in, and then as we blend with it, and um, two become one, and then you redirect it, and it's, then it becomes, and then you resolves into something again, a, a safe fall of some kind.
0: It's like, what do you wish for the world? World peace. It's like, it's like world peace. Be, be you, the
2: change you want to see. Right? Yeah. yeah, Gandhi. Yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah yeah uh, so i'm it's,
0: just picturing i want like, Miss congeniality is one of my fake can you see how many times i touch my face i'm going like this yeah. <laughs> um the miss, just, Conge- huh? <laughs> miss congeniality when she like and of course world peace and she's making fun of all the beauty queens and everything and then i'm like well it, maybe they should all study aikido
2: yeah it's uh i i couldn't recommend it more highly it's uh That's yeah and i'm not you know sounds like, you know, of course I'm going to, it's what I do, but, uh, it's,
0: but you do it because you found it and it was a, a turning point in your life.
2: It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I feel it's what I have to do, you know, and I think for the most part and, you know, understandably, most part, uh, most people come to the dojo. It's a, a luxury, you know, I need to get some kind of physical fitness in my life, or whatever, and you know, or maybe some self defense. Oh, I'll do this, and and then when times get tough and you know money gets tight, let's let's you know some of the first things to go are things like their aikido yeah. classes, right? right. Um, but there are a core bunch of us in the dojo who recognize, no, this is like you know brushing teeth, taking vitamins. This is like we don't do this, we don't do very well, yeah. and, and I know I can speak for myself. And, and that's I
0: think that is such a key thing for any human is to be that in touch with what you need and to take care of yourself. Like you you need food at the grocery store. You need to take care of your body. You need to take care of your mind. Yeah. Um one of the things our, our our theme for this whole year is put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then you're stronger to care for yourself, your family, your business, everything, but take care of you. And that's such a key part of what you do i mean so you have you remained have you you reopened when you were allowed to reopen because you couldn't remain open the whole time because you were
2: right yeah so
0: So, how are you doing reopening wise?
2: yeah so um you know back in march when the uh, state order came out uh you know back when we had much more uh much less information about this mm-hmm. virus uh, in terms of its transmission. You know, it's like you wouldn't pick up money off the ground, you know. Right, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, and of course, we're a contact sport, if you want to call it sport. But, right. Um, by their definition, I guess. Um, you know, so, we had to close completely. So, uh, But I wanted to keep the community engaged because, again, it's all about connection. Right? Right, <clears throat> right. So, I was actually inspired by my, at the time, six-year-old, she's now seven, uh, daughter's uh, dance studio. Uh, they uh, they went virtual right away and their teacher's very high tech and she's got a team that's very high tech. And so almost immediately they went viral with Facebook Live. And and so she started taking her classes at home that way. And I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to them, to see, uh, see how to go about doing this. And uh, so we had a great conversation. She guided me through the process. And so then I started some Facebook Live classes, created a private group for members only. And it was also to inspire people to, you know, you know, keep the faith and hang in there. Please right. don't cancel on us. We, right. want, we, want to, we want to survive past this. Right. And it worked. I mean, people were really inspired. Um, uh, we did. Uh, and then, of course, through the, this was all through the spring. And up until when the state gave the, uh, the go-ahead to gather outside, you know, up to I guess it was twenty five people first,
0: uh-huh.
2: and then so we started our classes in the parking lot.
0: going to so say, you were back to the church thing because you had to bring all your mats back outside. Yeah, no, well, doing... we
2: just did standing stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we didn't oh, come uh, on. we didn't did you worry roll about in the parking uh, lot. <laughs> I said I said anybody who feels inspired and your your rolls are uh, tip top, go go right ahead. The <laughs> as- asphalt will uh, it won't matter, right? but. Um, uh, yes yeah, you so have any people take you up on that? Uh, no. I mean, I've done it before just to demonstrate like when you get these rolls, really, you know, up up to snuff that uh, you might have to, you might find yourself taking a tumble, tripping on a curve or slipping on ice and you might want to be prepared for that. And, yeah. and so I said, if you, you know, and so... Not to get too deep into it, but uh, the way we teach how to roll is just you just make everything in your body as round as you can. And I always, uh, especially in the kids' classes, I say, you imagine you take tinfoil and you, you do a very, like, kind of crass tinfoil ball with a lot of jagged edges. And you roll it and it's going to go so far. But if you work on it, work on it, and smooth all and you make it like a perfect sphere as much as you can, that's going to really travel across the floor. And so you want to make your body that way. Because anytime, and then we you encourage these sort of rounded... You know, you know, ju- just shy of locking your elbow. You know, this is too much. You've now created this. Right. This is going to absorb more of the shock of a fall right. than any other part. And then that's when you can risk injury. So, so round that out. Round this out. Tuck your head. Round the hip, and then. You find, you know, over you time. You Just
0: made that sound so easy, and I- well, it's uh, you know I'm when you do it going, for uh,
2: thousands yeah. of times
1: <laughs> a week. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's like you know your favorite musician plays the same song, you know, for decades. It's gonna, you know, there's a certain there's a certain refinement, you know, yeah, thirty years late. from right. You
0: know. right. So yeah,
2: of course, right. anything you do, anything you put, you know, it's that whole ten mastery is a ten thousand hour routine. You know, it's like yeah. a, anything you put the time into, you're gonna. You're going to really perfect and be fine.
0: I've mastered sleeping. I'm oh, really good at that. Okay. <laughs> I love oh, to that sleep. That must be nice. I love to sleep. <laughs> um, so go, I'm sorry. So go back. So you were, when you were allowed to gather outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then, and outside. then of
2: course, you know, the allowances got, uh, you know, more and more uh, permissive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, uh, then they said you can get up to 100 or 150. So then we're like, oh, great. We don't have to take, uh, we don't have to have a sign in sheet anymore and mm-hmm. have a waiting list. You know, mm-hmm. anybody who wants to come, you can come when we're still outside. And we would do our, basically what we used to do, but solo. So, you know, I'd say, I, and this, you know, I, something that you mentioned earlier about Zoom and how we're getting kind of Zoomed out. But at the same time, businesses that need to stay open, they're, you know, demands this sort of creativity. So I'd right. say that the silver lining in this for me has been the creative process, you know, because mm-hmm. you can do the same thing over and over again for many years, especially when you do something traditional like a Japanese martial art. Where they're just about you know you don't ask you don't question you just trust the process, you know. And our Western minds can be like, <laughs> you know,
0: right.
1: you
2: know. But <laughs> this, but we got very creative, and so, um, you know, we were having people uh, go through partner practice, solo. I brought in we do uh, some weapons practice, but again, it's not a how to beat somebody up with a stick. It's it's um, using a wooden sword or wooden joe spear to train the body on the principles that we use in the open hand practice. So things like posture, alignment, extension, distance, timing, um, you know, relative relationship to where your partner is, all that stuff. And then incorporate those things into when we get back to grabbing one another. Um, so we were doing a lot of that in the parking lot. Uh, for some people who still felt nervous about you know, getting together with other people, I continued the Facebook classes for a while. And then when we were allowed to go inside, then we were opting to stay outside for a while so we can get as many people as possible. Right, some really? people were yeah. very nervous about, it. and mm-hmm. still to this day, people are still nervous. See,
0: well, yeah. You just got to be able to be flexible in whatever yeah. you
1: do.
2: Yeah, because again, they have people at home who have, are compromised. You know, those, yeah. uh, we've got people who see their moms who are, you know, either diabetic, overweight. And, you know, there's all kinds of you know, high risk groups. So then that's understandable. Um, and thankfully, a lot of the people are, even though they haven't been coming, have been supporting the dojo to make sure that we're there for them when they get vaccinated or when this finally lifts. And, um, and so currently we are doing a a regular indoor class schedule, but we've really, obviously we have our masks. We're still staying off the contact for now. Um, but we've uh, gotten some uh, standing uh, air purifiers and we, uh, raised the uh, density of the, um, air filters in our, Mm -hmm. you know, AC, uh, heaters and things like that, keeping the doors open, which on a day like this is pretty brutal, but, yeah. uh, but yeah. <laughs> well, we start moving around really quickly. And then before you know it, you're not really feeling it yeah. until you the class. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that has really helped. And we've had actually a, a, a scare in the dojo. A, a guy had con t- uh, contracted it from someone outside. He was asymptomatic for like a week and a half oh. and he was coming to class pretty regular. And we've oh, all, wow. and we were, and this is back when, um, the governor said, you know, uh, contact sports like martial arts and things can resume and we said okay let's give it a shot and we were doing some regular practice and with this guy and uh and then he called and said uh Um, I'm positive and I've got flu, I mean, a fever and, you know, cough and all. And i ended up in the hospital. He's okay now, thankfully. but But uh, but he had a pretty severe case. And so, of course, we're all quarantining, getting tested. And and not one case came from working with him. And I think it's because of all these, you know, we're being very disciplined about this, um, you know, following the CDC guidelines and the Monmouth County Board of Health guidelines. And and it's really paid off.
0: That's one of the things I'm noticing with this is if you do... If you do what you're supposed to do, yeah. you know, you, it's,
1: it's no brainer. I it's, think you just, well, for you, those of us who can, you know I mean? There, there's, yeah, there are people, people out who can yeah. and,
0: um, you know, and I, I do understand that. And it's, it's the people who can and aren't. That's it.
2: That, That's, it. That, That's the, you know, yeah. um,
0: right. and it's just, but like, you know, I have the app on my phone and it's kind of weird how that works because I was somewhere where I wasn't near anyone exposed that I was aware of. For more than 15 minutes without a mask, so I was within the guidelines. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure where it would have been, but the phone codes search each other, and somebody, I guess, who has this, who has the app, said I would test it. I'm sorry, you, you know, here's my number. Your phone codes with their phone. They run all these numbers like two and three times a day, or mm-hmm. no, I think my daughter says every 20 minutes. Your phone creates a new code with this app, so. It was really scary because if I had knew I had been sitting in a room like that person, you know, if you knew, oh my gosh, he has it, we were there. That's as I was like, where was I that I would have been anywhere near someone for those danger periods? Mm. But I still had to i still i didn't quarantine for the whole 14 weeks which i probably shouldn't say out loud but i didn't but i did get tested after five days made sure that you know i was negative and still watched every symptom and nothing so but it was frightening because i'm like where was i that i could have been exposed and my phone it says your phone was in close proximity well my phone doesn't wear a mask (laughs) you know my phone lives in my purse so i'm not really sure where i would have been
1: yeah
0: other than going through my day
1: you could have yeah, but you're taking care of yourself and wearing a mask and washing your hands. And, right, and I and doing and, what you need to do. Exactly.
0: So, so I felt pretty much okay, but it was it was it, it's kind of yeah, nerve-wracking yeah, and yeah. I always thought it'd be like I got it because I thought, oh, when I'm out in the summer at a mm-hmm. restaurant, somebody puts it in there, I know I was outside, I'll still test, it won't. This was like out of the blue. Like I've had this from day 1 this app and it went off and I was like, "What?"
2: Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. great and you know we were definitely feeling it closing especially this most recent wave and that's since probably mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We've just been feeling it sort of closing in around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, man, it's like in the first, you know, the first maybe six to eight months, I didn't know one person. You, you read about it and you, but I didn't know one person. Now I almost feel like, like almost like a third of the people that I know have had either a touch, you know, a very mild case of it or they were exposed to it. I mean, we've heard one crazy story. My, my wife's boss's parent, uh, my wife's boss's in-laws uh, invited their three grown kids with their families to Thanksgiving. And they're all like, you know, this was at the time when it was like, you know, we're supposed to not be doing this. And so they all declined and the parents were upset about that and like, oh, our kids are not coming to see their parents on Thanksgiving, yeah. you know? Right. And so, so they decided, all right, let's just invite the, the, the mom sister. So they had three people for Thanksgiving, the two of them that live in the house. And then the sister who lives alone came over. She was positive somehow. And then they all ended up with a a three-person Thanksgiving. And so when we heard that, we were like, okay, this is, we've got to, you can't just, you know, can't take this stuff lightly. You can't. Yeah.
0: And you're the third person I've heard in the last 24 hours say that. Is that right? About I knew no one, and now it's popping out of the woodwork. Everywhere. Getting sick. And interestingly, yesterday on one of my state calls I was on, um, I heard that the our transmission rate is down below one for the first time in a really long time. Mm. And the hospitalizations are down to where they were back in August.
2: Oh, that's good. That's encouraging. So, oh, that's great
0: to hear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're not, not out of the clear, but definitely our transmit there, you know, everything is trending down, which is exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that I you know, I was very excited when I heard that yesterday because it was the first time I would heard that.
2: Yeah. Like, oh Yay! Under one. Yay. Yeah. And I was impressed to hear that uh, you know the numbers expected out of the holiday season weren't what uh, it wasn't met that expectation, and I oh, think good. a lot of people did take it seriously yeah. and didn't uh, get together. And and of course now the vaccine is starting to roll out a bit, so I think it, this is happening. You know, so vaccines and cases and hospital hospitalizations, yeah. it's all kind of tipping.
0: It's, it's going. You know, this is going down.
2: So hopefully that trend yeah, continues that. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as long as the yeah, variants uh, are maintained. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah. But so, so it really is. is it, the thing is, is right now is when you gotta be vigilant because you watch the news for the last couple of weeks and it's like, yeah, it's getting better, it's getting better, it's getting better. Maybe we should open up more. Maybe we should relax a little bit. And now it's not the time to relax. Now it's not the time to, mm-hmm. to back off. You
0: know, you th- I think, and I think we've seen that, like you gave a good example. I know that what's happening in a lot of the schools is the students that are getting it are the students in contact sports who are then bringing it into the classroom. But when they're in the classroom, they're not giving it to somebody else in the classroom. They're giving it to another member of their sports team because they're wearing the masks in the classroom. You know, and and I think if you, I think there is a way to open up carefully, cautiously, responsibly, if you take care of yourself, do what you're supposed to do and where you're going is doing what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. You know, and really, really weighing the, you know, really thinking about and knowing i think it's a lot like you said being aware of yourself being aware of the guidelines what are they what do they mean why i used to have a kid and one of my kids would always say why do i have to know how to do this this is not math i will ever use in my entire life and if you could give her a reason why she had to know it she's like okay yeah you know so this is why you need to know this stuff yeah right.
2: And one day you may be teaching it and helping a kid who needs to know it for the field they get. What's really funny is she'd kill me
0: for saying this. She is a teacher, but not of math. (laughs) (laughs) And I always say where I go, How are paybacks, baby? (laughs) You You don't
1: have to know how to do that, but you have to know how to learn how to do that. Mm, Right. That's all it's about. It's not that you need to know how to do a quadratic equation. You need to learn how to learn to
0: know. I just say where I go, How you made it through four years of high school and your math teacher did not hit you in the face because you just look at, she would literally look at him and go, Why? And I'd be like, what? <laughs> I raised you better than that. I'm like, how many times do you get in that at school? Like, I just want to know as uh, a teacher, yeah, what do yeah, you get?
1: Uh, so let's get back to to Jim a little bit. Um, you sit on the uh, committee with, with the health and wellness for right. the Chamber of Commerce uh, with John Murdoch and a couple other people. And in, in, this is a new committee to our, uh, our chamber. And I know that we've talked about this a little bit more, but give me your, your, your take on what that committee's what's happening in that committee. What, how is that going to help you, your business and the other people involved in it?
2: Hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, so first I was invited by John to, to join the committee. John's also a member of the dojo, one of our instructors, um, uh, super, super guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, his uh his motive was to to help the dojo obviously mm-hmm. and uh and i couldn't agree more but uh at the same time i sort of thought well do i have a place on this i mean it's like i see you know a physician i see you know physical therapist i see a nutritionist and you know and then it's like all right and then martial artist okay but but then i have to remember why did i get into this oh right and why are people You like, got into
0: this for health and wellness? Right. Hello. And why, like
2: why people like Suzanne, why do they continue to do it and love it so much? Right. Oh right. They're not looking to break boards and fly through the air. They're they're looking to improve their lives, whether physically or otherwise, right? right. So, so, so of course this works here. So um so you, interestingly, you know, in addition to the maybe less tangible, let's say spiritual aspects of a practice that you really can't, you know, can't really measure. Um but the founder of Aikido saw it as what's in Japanese called misogi. Misogi is a, uh, a cleansing. So it's a cleansing practice. And saw it basically all this martial stuff and guys flying around and rolling and hitting the floor. It's basically to clear the channels. sort of to get that, that sort of that correct spinal column. So that again there's this connection going on here so that we can have this connection here. And so this cleansing is basically removing from your mind from your body from your life what you don't need what's obstructing you and getting to the core essence of of who we really are and you know my teacher rick stickles i mentioned earlier he used to quote michelangelo often there's you know when he was asked you know how did you do the david that, that's just like right. how did you do that And he goes well it, he was already in the marble i just chipped away the excess and and so basically that's what it is. I mean, we are who we are in our essence, mm-hmm. in our core. And then as we go through life and we grow and, you know, the uh, world influences us and our parents, our teachers, our lives, you know, we start to build walls and the veil thickens and, you know, right. and then we separate from one another more and more and more and more. And so, so a practice like Aikido is to cut through all that. And that's like, and interestingly, you know, the using sword practice uh, in it as a great metaphor of cutting, cutting, you know, and so obviously it's warfare, but it's also more than that. You're, you're really cutting to the core and to the essence of, of the truth, right? and trying to find that truth. And so, uh, so yeah, so in a health and wellness, uh, sort of context, um, Unfortunately, it doesn't, uh, you know, our Western society doesn't put as much uh, oh, emphasis on- I think that's changing. Pr- prevention. It, slowly ch- yeah. I mean,
0: Western society in the culture and the people, a lot of people, but the governing bodies don't put as much into it. The, yeah, the yeah. insurance people don't put as much into it, but people who are, are I think a lot more people are aware of. That the importance of that overall health and wellness.
2: Yeah, yeah, and on the preventative and all, side, and, and, rather and preventative than, side, yeah, and yeah, alternative, yeah.
0: and not just pop a pill in your mouth yeah. and you know.
2: And you can—it's almost understandable too, because you know when you're when you're working from a preventative mind frame, whether it's your diet or your your lifestyle, you know you can never prove like oh you know the reason I'm not getting such and such illness or malady or whatever is because of this, you know you just know that you're don't have it right. And then, right
0: and you know before this you might have gotten every cold that came and went
2: yeah and you just don't know and then, yeah. and i'm somebody who was pretty susceptible to colds too even though i you know i keep this practice up i meditate i do other things I try to keep me you know uh you know kind clean. of clean yes as, as best i can you know um i enjoy a nice cocktail once in a while but uh,
0: well yeah <laughs> you know i gotta have some balance
2: you gotta keep the uh, you know you gotta keep the tolerance level at a, at a minimum right um but uh yeah, but i do you know my immune system is naturally kind of on the weaker side i'd say you know in flu season if i don't get a shot i'm the one that's definitely going to get it and you know so um so i and i think maybe because of that it's that much more important for me to keep this kind of thing so up so
0: did you figure out how you fit into the health and wellness committee with all those other people that you were
2: yeah well it's yeah so um since uh, i don't think we've had yeah we didn't have one physical meeting yet yeah, since i've been you've, on you've been on you know, and only, I,
0: kudos yeah. to john murdoch if he could run every meeting like,
2: yeah oh no, he's, he's so efficient half
0: hour done and it's yeah. amazing
2: <laughs> and it's not rushed i mean we really you know we really heard each other we really um you know so dialogue. tell us a little
0: bit about how that committee works because it works different from a lot of our other committees that we have mm. and you know um it, it works differently and yeah. you know we're looking to potentially increase that type of Things.
2: So tell us how that committee works. Yeah. So, uh, so we're being you know, disciplined to meet, uh, once a month, uh, through zoom right now. Um, it's been, uh, I think it was Thursdays for a while and now, Wednesdays at nine 30 to 10. And again, John is amazing at getting it finished right on time. Um, and, uh, each meeting, uh, either someone volunteers or he asks someone to present. And so for a good portion of the meeting, um, you know, introduces themselves, uh, the business that they have and what it is that they're doing, you know, what what they do on a, on a let's say normal basis and how they've been operating under these conditions these past several months, um, and if anybody has any
0: questions, uh, what's the goal of the committee?
2: I think it's basically just to um, to again to connect uh, to uh, to get to know the different community leaders um, in this in this field and also to uh, to support one another's businesses. I mean. Um, he encourages after every meeting to, for someone to reach out to one other, uh, committee member and just dialogue and say, Hey, what do you got? How, how are you doing? How are you handling things? And maybe, uh, visiting one another if the, you know, conditions are okay for, for, for outside visitation. And, um, we're hoping, um, in fact, uh, the breakfast for March, we're hoping to maybe do a, uh, a streamed uh, demo or sample so, so class. So
0: explain a little bit more about the breakfast for March because yeah. you are going to be our, the Health and Wellness Committee is presenting our networking breakfast in March. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So uh, so John introduced the idea of, of doing a, uh, you know, sort of a virtual uh, introduction. Of Of aikido to to the uh, to to the breakfast uh, participants, and uh, it'll be unusual because again it's not what we typically would do we' we're, we're our goal as soon as everything is safe enough to do it is to invite to the dojo. That would be
0: awesome. and have
2: a sample class. everybody come in, in sweats and t-shirts and uh, oh, that would be really fun and we just take a sample class, a very basic uh, 101 kind of uh, uh, intro to to the art um, so for now though for the breakfast uh we're planning on maybe just go through some breathing and stretching easy easy stuff um and uh some of the basic body movements that we typically exercise when we are doing practice with partners um just to kind of get a sense of you know how how does someone move you know it's not typically like walking down a street there's a there is a specific stance and uh how you shift your weight and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but uh Um, But it's, it's, I would say it's more natural than a lot of other martial arts, other than maybe Tai Chi. So
0: So we're going to have a sample from you. I know we're having Kelly from Just Breathe, who's been on our podcast as well. She's going to be doing a little bit of um, meditation, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then I think you guys were working on a couple other things. Yeah, and
2: Kelly and I were in in contact. Um, It's funny because through the the last several meetings, it seemed like we were definitely more parallel. And Aikido has often been referred to as a moving meditation.
1: You know, I was thinking, even your description of it, I was th- you were thinking that really sounds like what it, what it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because if you get to that place, especially when you start each class in a you know, what we call seiza, where you're sitting, you're on your knees and you're sitting back on your heels and you're just sort of, you know, you're looking to keep your spine, spinal column erect and breathing natural and coming from here. You know, you come from this place of, centeredness and and from the earth growing into now a moving and blending and starting from that right seated place
0: i just when you were doing this before i was thinking mission impossible was it Mission Impossible or or no? When he when Keanu, the, the
2: oh the uh, the one uh, yeah Neo the one. Neo uh, yeah that like, Matrix. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank you, thank you, Christian.
2: Um, I know it's not John Wick. Stop yeah, thinking no. John Wick.
0: No, but you know, like he he did. He it was like everything slowed down and he just moved. out of Yeah, the yeah, and the bullet like, just he
2: just watches the bullet go by.
0: Right? Yeah, just like yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's funny. That i human. That's like I, I that tell
2: you pop. there are, there are some stories and they could be legend. They could be you know they could be tall tales, but. Uh, there are stories of the founder. One of his more um, you know, sort of epiphany moments in his life when he was younger was he, uh, he served in the Japanese army. I think it was during the, one of the, the Chinese conflicts back in the early 20th century. And, uh, and their, their group was being fired upon. And he said he could see like the, the muzzle flashes and he could see this, this sort of light of the, the path of the bullet and he knew just kind of where to be not to get hit and he couldn't explain it um but uh, then as he went along his martial path things started to click i think and it's just you know and a lot of people talk about this they get into a very traumatic uh situation whether it's a car accident or uh, you know someone's threatening their life and the world suddenly seems to go in slow motion yeah and uh, I'm wondering if that's either uh, a brain or something higher defense to allow us to process in a way that can help save us. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That was deep. Sorry.
0: That's all right. <laughs> it's only, I know, it's only like nine. Like cocktail is It's deep. only 9.55. <laughs> <sighs> so if anybody is interested in hearing more about health and wellness and learning more about what the committees do and what a lot of those um, – our members do then join us in March, the second Wednesday of March for our business networking breakfast. It'll be very cool to watch that. And then you'll keep us posted when we can come play. In the oh,
2: absolutely. Out. I It's going to be one of the first things I'm looking forward to doing once we get back to it, regulars.
0: That's going to be, you know, and you're going to, we have a lot of people who are going to be all up for that. We have a lot of people who like to, have fun. You know, try something new and, and do something. Hmm. Not just, I mean, we do sound like we like to go places and drink, which we do. Um, but great. we also like to do other things that are fun. Oh, yeah. Um, so that'll be a great opportunity.
2: Yeah, I regret not. Uh, I was looking forward to doing that. Uh, I think the um, Trinity Church was going to do that sleep in f- uh, for homeless awareness. Oh, yeah, for yeah. Covenant House. Yeah. Oh, oh was it Covenant it? House. Yeah,
0: we did it virtual. Oh, you did? We did okay. it virtually. It was interesting. And they're actually getting ready to. It's interesting that you brought that up. Thank you, because... They want to share this with everybody, but there's going to be one in March that again is going to be virtual, but it is going to be for the whole, so the whole state of New Jersey for where, you know, you, you will raise money to give to where you want to give it to. Mm. So like our, our group did the um, Asbury Park program. And um, we would our group would still be doing that because Asbury Park is here. But instead of having different ones all over the state, because they're virtual, they're going to have one for the whole state Mm -hmm. and there'll be breakout rooms for your area where you can go. And again, virtual is not the same as doing it. But for someone who never in a million years would have done a sleep out um, and still might never ever physically do a sleep out, being able to experience the program that evening. And then the talking, like they did a virtual, they did a recorded program. So what we did is that our, our team got together and watched it together um, while we were, we were all on Zoom together watching it, just ourselves, so mm. that we could mm-hmm. talk about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So it was really, yeah. you know, it was it was interesting. So yeah. yes, they will be doing it again, so. Maybe and maybe that was a good, virtual.
2: maybe the silver lining in that was it was a good sort of uh baby step toward yeah. maybe considering doing it the real thing uh, when it came. I'm well,
0: we telling both, you, we both us. had
1: visitors in the night, so
0: yeah, we, we, went, we, inside. we went inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah I yeah. had raccoons in a tree above, oh. my, above my hammock, and I'm like, <laughs> thank goodness I'm not homeless and I can sleep in my room. Yeah. Um, I
1: had about six come down out of the tree. What, what did? The
2: raccoons. Oh, oh, you had yeah. t- We both yeah. had raccoons. Oh, yeah. geez.
0: We were not together, but we both had raccoon.
2: raccoons. Raccoons, wow. um, It's so, good to know the raccoon population yeah. is, is, uh, is good. Strong in the nighttime, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, anyway, so it is 9.59 and oh, our podcast great. is almost over. Oh, Thank you wow. for joining us. So that flew by. It's fun, right? I had a great time. Very Thanks. fun. Oh, so I just a reminder much. that anybody who is a member of the Eastern Monmouth Area Chamber of Commerce is invited to... A Shared Universe, to do their own podcast for free. So um, reach out to A Shared Universe and schedule that. If you have any questions, you can give us a call back. Um, And I don't want to keep going. I could say a million more things. But with that, I'm going to leave it. Thank you guys very much. And we will be back soon. I don't remember the next date, but we'll be back. And we'll advertise it on social media when we'll be back. Yay. Have a good weekend.
2: All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.